Welcome to Sammy's Treasures, Revealing the Jewels of Autism. This is Episode 5, The Wonder of Co-Creating. Today's message is brought to you by a young man that I'll just call Prakash, and a young boy who I'll just refer to as Tony. It's interesting that I'm recording this on November 3rd, 2019. Three is a number of activation, as we'll talk a little bit about in this podcast. But it's interesting because the last month or so has been a bit crazy and intense in our household, with as Sammy has been a bit overstimulated internally and had some very challenging times and hasn't been sleeping very much at night. So trying to find the time to do this recording did not seem optimal. And yet today felt like it is the optimal day. Just quickly, I'll review the intentions for these podcasts. Our intentions are that you will hear and feel these transmissions with clarity and focus. You will listen with your hearts. You will experience states of non-judgment. You will experience states of non-duality. You will experience the pure tones of love which comes from the zero-point field. These messages and transmissions will assist in shifting your consciousness to the new platform. The new platform has to do with what people are calling 5D consciousness or fifth dimensional consciousness. We've been in a much denser third dimensional reality where the physical body has been very dense and the consciousness has been of a third dimensional consciousness, which means that our primary focus has been on the physical and that we have been looking to the outside world to receive validation and creating our reality from a state of uh, unawakeness unaware to some degree, or actually many, many, many degrees, actually, if we can imagine that our consciousness and our full beingness exists in 12 dimensions as a 12 dimensional avatar, then it only goes to show that a third dimensional dense physical body with a third dimensional ego consciousness has not been really accessing the fullness of who we truly are as soul beings and as beings of source consciousness, an emanation of source consciousness, or God source consciousness, if you want to call that. So today feels like it's a day where that fifth dimensional embodied consciousness is really activating and this is the image that is 
depicted with this podcast. What does that mean exactly? So fifth dimensional consciousness is all those ideas of living in harmony with the earth, living in living in balance, knowing and feeling that everything has a consciousness energetically and that we really should be existing within unity consciousness, that the idea of competition is not organic to living in unity consciousness and that cooperation is actually more beneficial to all of us. And so to say that we have fifth dimensional consciousness and to embody fifth dimensional consciousness is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different, different in the sense that embodying me, embodying it means that we become physical with this consciousness. And when we are contemplating the concepts of fifth dimensional consciousness, if it's a more of a mental process, it's a more of a mental body process, a thinking process, an awareness, yes, absolutely, but to actually be fifth dimensional consciousness in the body aligned to our unique souls and our soul matrix and the various layers of our soul is really what is needed in order to co-create that fifth dimensional consciousness, making the fifth dimensional consciousness physical. And so there is an activation today of that fifth dimensional embodied consciousness. The fifth dimension is accessed in our physical body through the throat. Fifth dimension. If you've listened to some of our work before, we have been transmitting that knowledge or awareness that we are literally plugged into the dimensions and this is what our chakra systems are meant to be. So they plug into the dimensions and access different vector codes and frequencies to manifest our physical body and also manifest our reality. So when we have been primarily operating on seven body chakras as third dimensional beings, then we have not been aware of a whole other realm of our soul matrix our, and our avatar matrix, which has limited our perspective on who we are and so thus we co-create in that lower third dimensional consciousness because yes fifth dimensional consciousness is all about well-being it's about abundance for all it's about knowing self-love 
as an expression of the God creator. There's no way that you can't love yourself when you know that you are a divine presence, when you are an emanation, not just a small aspect of God creation, but that you are literally an emanation of the God source. And again, this is not arrogance to say that we are God. It is total surrender to the greatness of the one creator. And that each of us are expressing our unique attributes that has been animated by the breath, our soul matrix animated by the breath, to be a certain frequency in this on this planet and to be a way of delivering those gifts on behalf of the all. And this is the basis of unity consciousness. And so it would seem that even though my life was a little bit chaotic last month to record this podcast, now here I am in really the right timing and space to record this message because suddenly it all came into alignment within my body today and I can deliver the message that Tony and Prakash want to deliver on this day when fifth dimensional embodied consciousness can really be activated. So those of us who have been working with this and integrating many different layers of our soul being and many different layers of our consciousness, this means that we are ready to step forward in embodying fifth dimensional consciousness, being fifth dimensional consciousness in form. And so now there are some other steps, upcoming steps here that are going to be taking place in the next month or so and by the end of the year. And I won't go into details about that today, but also keeping in mind for all of you out there, why other people are not seeming to understand what is underway or what this means to live in fifth dimensional consciousness. I just want to say that first, those of us who can embody it, we need to do our inner work and honor and respect ourselves for the process that we need to go through as individuals before we can really coherently emanate that out to other people. And so there will be a chain reaction then and other people waking up will have their time, so to speak, that's in perfect alignment for them when they are ready to embody fifth dimensional consciousness. And let me just say quickly too that it is a true honor again to work with these 
Atis, so what I call the seven higher heavens. These souls that are from beyond our known universe, beyond the 15 dimensions, here to bring through all kinds of new information and new creation technologies. It's fascinating to me still how this works in and how it perfectly lines up. I have no preconceived plans about what episode or what the topic will be as we go here. And so when I record one, then I receive the information about what next month's topic is going to be. But I don't actually have it planned out for the next year. And so by being in the flow, as we're being called to do, the information is arising in perfect timing. And so I encourage each of you who know this information already that uh, to continue to align with your soul matrix, ground to your personal earth star, and allow what wants to come through to come through in divine timing and in divine order that is right for you. So now before we get deeper into Prakash's message, who happens to be from the fifth galactic sun and the Galactic Sun information is on our website, so I won't repeat that here. But the fifth Galactic Sun is, in a sense, animating the, our fifth dimension. And the law of the fifth dimension that this fifth Galactic Sun, and again, galactic not meaning as in galaxies that we see here, but galactic meaning how this vastness of an original soul out in the omniversal levels. And so the law of the fifth galactic sun is the law of co-creative abundance. And that is what Prakash will be transmitting about. But he first wanted me to tell this story again, and some of you may have read it on our blog or heard me say it in other recorded mediums. This message was from a young boy who I'll just call Tony, and I'm guessing he's probably about six years old. He was introduced to me by a multidimensional friend who is really an amazing telepathic communicator herself. And so he brought this story to my awareness about two years ago, or a little more than two years ago now, when we were doing the YouTube uh, Planetary Synthesis series in 2017. And those can be found on our YouTube channel. So when, when I first encountered Tony, he, I could feel him coming in physically. I mean, 
imagine feeling something moving in your body and scanning your physical beingness and scanning my brain and scanning my neurology and he uh, basically said oh I have I understand so he adapted this metaphorical story for us to kind of wrap our heads around this concept of original creation again this is a metaphor it's not meant to be taken literally it's not meant to be written as a new uh, new thing or a new bible to be to be worshiped but it's a uh, a metaphor to help us kind of see things from a different perspective and so the story he told was to imagine formlessness imagine the state of formlessness before there is any emanation before there's any creation and this existence of a pure omniscient being just pure omniscience not even awareness awareness does not even come into the vocabulary so to speak at this point it's formlessness and within this formlessness there is movement of this omniscience so it's an internal beingness this omniscience and so one day this movement suddenly exhales out from its formless state of being and we might call this the first emanation of spirit and in that exhale then there is a sudden inhale and upon this inhale is created a sphere and so now suddenly that new movement that exhale that breath sparks uh, an awareness that says oh how did I what just happened let me try that again and so there is another movement that exhales and again upon the inhale there is now another sphere that is created and so now we have two spheres we might call this a masculine principle and a feminine principle but now what it does is it allows itself to see itself for the first time like a mirror it's not exactly the same but it sees itself and there is great excitement and great joy in seeing itself for the first time in this very new way and these two let's say beingness actually represents our eyes our two eyes and it means to see itself and so now the two spheres of beingness which is also omniscient and now aware come together and they 
create a third sphere. This is the first co-creation. And the two, the first two, is what we call prime creator. So the number two is associated with prime creator. And when the two come together and a third is created, that creates what we might consider the holy child, which has a masculine and feminine aspect to it. Now the other very important thing to note about the three is that suddenly with the three you can create a triangle, right? With two you can only create a straight line, but with three now you can create a triangle and this triangle is in balance. And so with the three and this triangle, or the tri-wave principle, now there is a level of creation that's available that wasn't available before. With this third aspect now, there is a mathematical precision to creation. It can fractalize into smaller bits and create smaller and smaller fragments. Not only I want to say fragments, but smaller and smaller fractalized geometries. Or it could expand out and create infinite worlds, infinite numbers of souls. And so from this original three, which can be seen as even the first soul with omniscient, omnipresent awareness, which has cosmic vision, comes, is born this language of numbers and the numbers of infinity, concepts of infinite creation. And so that is why the three is considered a number of activation. Because once there, there was three, creation was able to explode. So the point that Prakash wants to make as well is that the three enables us to create balanced creations. Neutrality is balanced in the three. When there's only two, we get this bi-wave principle. And this is what we have been operating on for this past, this last epoch of human civilization. Humanity on the planet has been operating in extreme duality in a bi-wave process instead of the tri-wave. Even our bodies were distorted to act as a bi-wave manifestation. And so the unawake, unaware human then 
Kui has co-created in this unawake process. So the tri-wave soul, because our soul matrix, the organic soul matrix is based on this tri-wave. And Tony wants me to also emphasize this idea of soul, S-O-U-L as we spell it, to think of it as S-O-L, as in like the Spanish word for sun, that this is actually closer to who we are as soul beings is as an emanation. We, we emanate. And when we're operating in this tri-wave form, then all our co-creations will not have distortions. Having full conscious awareness and access enables balanced co-creation. And if a creation does not feel aligned, then we nullify the creation. That's from Prakash. So as original souls, they come from this original one soul, which is a like a vast emanation. And so other universes, other uh, beings were able to be created out of this original soul. And so they learn to come together based on their unique soul expression because what happens with souls then is that we are reanimated or the souls are reanimated by the breath which comes from formlessness. And some of these breaths are actually what we can imagine to be the dragons. The dragon breath is uh, our original breath or a type of breath from formlessness. And so each soul, which is a matrix, is animated, has a unique animated imprint. And so when you come together to co-create, you are coming together as these souls and co-creating. Because as we saw from the original first two spheres, this co-creative process is extremely dynamic and extremely exciting. And so each soul comes together to bring their unique breaths together and they create more and new matrices for that co-creative endeavor. And because they have full knowledge, access, and awareness to original source as well, we create in balance. But Prakash wants to note as well that even if they didn't, if they created something that didn't quite feel right, they would immediately then know it and they would nullify that creation and it would return, those energies would return to love through the zero point field. So this is through this processes 
That's how we learned, he says. This is how new frequencies were created, universes, and other consciousness beings. And so humanity finds itself in this state now where we have been creating in without full awareness and so there are some things that we create which are really beautiful and in alignment with uh, our our heart but there has also been a great deal of creations now that are not in alignment because when as Prakash is saying, when we co-create in alignment with everything else, there are no distortions. There is abundance for all beings, all things, because in this consciousness of the tri-wave, we know that everything is energy, everything and if it, everything is energy, then everything has consciousness. Everything is aligned. There's no waste and there is no um, taking and there is no destroying, which is damaging and harmful to other beings. And so... This is where humanity finds itself now, where we have created from material things, right, of the earth, and we have taken too much. We create pollution, we create toxins with our creations, which are not good for the planet and the other living organisms on the planet, but also not good for us. And so when we are creating in this bi-wave, third dimensional consciousness, as we have been, then we are literally destroying ourselves. because We have been causing diseases to, to manifest. We Cancer is like a part of us that has forgotten that it's part of the whole and it has gone off in its own little direction not realizing that it will kill the host. The other part about creating out of balance on this planet is that we have been taking resources, physical resources from the planet and create physical things. And so our economic systems, right, have been, uh, especially in the West, has been largely based on that. Creating things, creating physical objects and things that we then have to continue to consume and buy and create more things and more stuff that we really don't quote, need. You know, we don't need a new set of dishes every year just because the season changes, you know, as is being market, 
marketed to us every holiday season as we've just passed Halloween here in the U.S. and now we're approaching Thanksgiving. Those of us who live here in the U.S. know that then, I mean, Christmas is already, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween are almost marketed to us as soon as September ends or by mid-September. And, you know, you wonder how much stuff do I need? How much stuff do I have to keep buying? How many different shades of lipstick do I really need? How many different outfits do I really need every year and every season, right? And so this is where we find our ourselves now. And we're wondering, what do we do with those excess amounts of stuff? You know, what happens to all those, all that clothes that's not sold in Macy's that then gets passed on to other secondhand places like Ross or Marshalls and places like that. And then what if it doesn't sell there? Then where is, where is it really, really going? You know, and we hear about the amount of waste that we're creating and running out of places to put it, you know, and so some of it is being dumped into the oceans. And so now there is ocean pollution. We create gadgets which are, which are loud we consume water taken from other countries because, you know, we don't have a means to purify ocean water, um, desalinate it, and, and drink it. Uh, we use gasoline from oil to run our cars and engines. And gas prices are... You know, they play with gas prices, raising them, lowering them, and all kinds of other crazy games that go on behind the scenes to continue an economic system which is really falling apart and which is really not in the collective best interest. And so we're at an important juncture here. And all of you who are drawn to listening to this understand that. The other part about how we have co-created thus far is that when we create physically and we value mainly stuff or intellectual abilities, especially now with um, things like the World Wide Web and uh, computers, software, those kinds of things, or people who can create inventions which make more stuff, right? I mean, some of the stuff, obviously, it makes our lives easier in a sense, but it's within sort of this bandwidth of uh, creating with physical material, you know? And so when we create mainly out of physical things and we only value intellectual abilities primarily, then we do not value a whole host of 
other gifts that people are are bringing in with them so think about how we create in the material world we value people who have maybe um, strength physical strength to right to bend things to move things uh, to operate big machinery or to uh, create buildings to mass produce other products through machinery and so we value people with those ideas and concepts we value uh, those skill sets that um, produce goods and what they call uh, services right um, and there's a whole host of other abilities like those with perhaps what we consider developmental disabilities or uh, people who are homeless let's say because their particular ability was not valued or they are carrying uh, ancestral lineages of mental illnesses from from that distorted system that we've been operating in and so this has caused a whole set of issues in our economic system I would say because only those people with certain values certain skill sets are valued and we they are paid by what is considered more valuable and less valuable and so trades and things like where women dominate uh, or what we consider the nonprofit industry because we have this double standard that if you have certain skill sets that the private sector or businesses value then you can get paid more but if you are in this nonprofit section then it's really considered a service and you really should be giving and so therefore you're not going to get paid as much because you're really just serving anyway and so that kind of service spiritual service or service to other uh, members of humanity is not valued in the same way as these other skill sets uh, and intellectual skill sets are are valued and so we have this inequality we have these um, disparities in socioeconomic status we even create have co-created poverty in this sense right and so this is why these autists are are here and so looking at these autists right who look like they're not contributing in any way because they seem to just be stimming they seem to be far off at times and they can have meltdowns and explosions at very inopportune times uh, and yet they are 
creating some, co-creating some really amazing things out there in the realm of formlessness with the creator. Because by being here on the ground, right, and, and many of us who are starseeds and indigos as well, we're also here doing that, communicating as we begin to open our physical body and our and integrate more of our soul matrix because that is an integration process as well to physically integrate the soul matrix into our physical body and this is actually part of what's happening with this fifth dimensional embodiment as well because our personal soul matrix is the fourth fifth and sixth dimensions or fourth fifth and sixth chakras so because these operate in triads again the three the three is there to create balance but anyway that's a, a side little side point there but just saying that these autists are out there and they're bringing in amazing amazing creation technologies to help us make this these transitions they're bringing in new symbols. They're bringing in these new um, non-dimensional beings, as I call them. And a lot of these beings have wings. And on the image that uh, uh, goes with this podcast, you'll see a little winged being from the non-dimensional realms. And that's about the seventh one so far that I've, I've drawn. And they're all doing these different things, helping us as gravity is changing, as our bodies are changing, as our light bodies are being adjusted and new access points to our light bodies are coming online, then they are bringing in these new technologies to make the adjustment, help us make the adjustment. And so they are like the eyes on the ground and they are transmitting sharing information with source constantly and updating about how things are going here and so there are new symbols for these new elemental spirits new divas there are microcosmic unicorns uh, that have that have coming that have come in new divas of diamond water that have come in there is a whole host of new information new frequencies to help us make this adjustment and they are co-creating this in the other dimensional realms and in the uh, and in the non-dimensional realms beyond our universe beyond our 15 dimensional universe and i've said this in many other places it's in our blog and i'll reiterate it again the human being the human form was created to to operate on a 15 chakra system the 12th dimension that's the 12th dimensional avatar with different layers of its uh, of soul so Avatar matrix, oversoul matrix, personal soul matrix, 
And then in the physical body, the first three sort of dimensional access points is access into now um, what it looks like to me, the, the formlessness, the omniscience, connecting to the omniscience. And so we think about that sacral and uh, how people have described it as the uh, inner sort of uh, intuitive, intuitiveness. And this is close to omniscience in the state of formlessness because creator created in in its in its image right let's so to speak and so these different pieces and these aspects are exist here in uh, our physical body but anyway so we're 12 dimensional avatars and the other three dimensions are connections to the true undistorted holy father because that father principle was very distorted the true mother principle, that's the 13th dimensional connection. And we have not had direct undistorted access to uh, the mother, meaning that, um, you know, the, the feminine has been grossly uh, misogynized, if that's such a word, put down right um in the whole adam and eve story of you know the woman being the temptress and then so therefore uh we were cast out into uh into sort of misery and and suffering so to speak so it's time to come out of that consciousness and a big part of how that is being done is through these autists bringing back this tri-wave form, right? Tri-wave being the balance. And so we're literally living through the physical changes as we return to a tri-wave physical body with a tri-wave consciousness this is what's referred to as christ consciousness is this tri-wave and not christ consciousness as in one religion or just one man but that it means it is balanced consciousness and this is what the human being what had originally been created with is a christ consciousness form or if you prefer to call it the Christosophia form meaning that there is that masculine and feminine because I'm going back to the story of the first and second spheres prime creator holds this aspect of the masculine and feminine principle and I'm going to say here neutral masculine neutral feminine because it's not masculine and feminine as in the way that those words have been distorted here thus far. And so this masculine and feminine principle is repeated even down to the subatomic levels because the electron is like a masculine principle 
and the proton is like a feminine principle. And notice that um, atomically, there's also a, a neutron, right? So there's the three, again, uh, that brings balance, even though I know hydrogen doesn't have a neutron. I'm not sure if that's was really supposed to be like that or not, but the other atoms, I believe, all have neutrons in them as well. And so even down to the subatomic levels, we've been experiencing distortions where the proton and electron have not their, um, the way they relate and spin, I guess, has not been in, uh, has been bent to uh, manifest in bi-wave distorted sort of architecture. So this is the message that uh, Prakash wants to bring to all of us, that co-creation is, or creating, is really a co-creative process. And that when we co-create with one another, we are energetically, right, sharing uh, and sharing ideas and things. We are literally sharing even matrices from our unique soul matrices and that there is a really an amazing process that's taking place uh, in this, and this is why there there is an exchange. And now there's also this idea that we purchase, right, other people's creations with uh, money so that we can obtain things that we may necessarily, we may not be able to create, but then can exchange, energetically exchange through what we call money, uh, for other things that we may need to exist here. Now, money may not go away right away in our current lifetime, and I'm not sure exactly when that's going to go away, but this is a, an evolutionary process, but Prakash wants everyone to be aware that when we co-create, we are literally exchanging energy through these matrices where we co-create interdimensional spaces and we share and create these matrices. And so when that co-created process is not honored or when you are taking another's creation, that's why in that law of one, it is not seen as being in the highest interest and uh, and the highest good for your beingness, because if you are the one that is taking, then you will experience a sense of a backlash, so to speak, or you might call that karma. Now, in this unaware state that we have existed in, we were not necessarily as aware of that direct impact that that has. And so going forward, it's important to, to uh, co-create in balance. It's, a, it's 
important to know and understand that we there is an energetic exchange taking place and that if that co-creative process it does not feel right or does not feel aligned at some time that uh, we actually then dissolve that matrix agree to dissolve it agree to nullify it and send it back through the zero point field and so in this way we come out clean for the next co-creative process and again the same thing with this idea of taking someone else's creation right um that idea of of putting your name on it taking it and taking someone else's product right and and marketing it as your your own that even if it's not quote seen by everyone else more and more that will create a backlash for that person who is is doing that and so unless that person is giving it right uh to you with that with that understanding and knowing that you are free to do whatever you want with it which i don't think is right but without that full disclosure uh people are going to feel more and more of that of that backlash so um it's important to when we make even these monetary exchanges energetic exchanges that it really is valued and honored because that direct connection even through that exchange for that person who is let's say quote buying that uh product then it will have more meaning to that person it will um activate something deeper in in that person who is receiving who is let's say purchasing that uh item or product or whatever whatever it may be or even a meditation um of sorts so um keep that in mind when we are exchanging when we are co-creating and uh we need to start doing that a lot more consciously and i you know i'm starting to become more and more aware of that uh as well and certainly i'm working on some of these uh aspects that were talked about in this um message today so with that prakash's message seems to be complete next month please join us with or next episode depending on how things go whether that will be in december uh, or not i'm not sure at this point but join us next time when lucy our very own lucy will be delivering uh, a beautiful message about the law of consensus so we kind of have touched on that already now uh in this message of co-creative abundance so thank you very much for listening 
and tuning in and may each of you continue to be blessed and find ease and grace in your embodiment and integration process. Thank you.